A very good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Vivian and this is the Musings Diary where we talk everyday life in line with the word of life. I want to first and foremost appreciate each and every one of you for your loyal listenership, for your downloads. My goodness, I'm so grateful. Thank you for the feedback from the previous episode where I was able to host Dr. Wale Akinemi. The feedback was immense. The feedback was overwhelming. I was at a loss for words and I remember last week I didn't mention the gratitude that I felt but this week I told myself you know what I won't let this pass by so I'm grateful and I'm grateful to every one of you for always tuning in every single Friday 9am East African time thank you so much today we'll be discussing a very interesting topic for those who read my blogs on glimdazzle.wordpress.com I was able to highlight some of the things there but today we'll be able to delve deeper and just have a discussion on trusting in God's timing stick around and let's talk Matthew 6, chapter 25 to 34 is my anchor scripture. I know I talked about it in almost the very first or the second episode of this podcast, but let me revisit it today because it's something that has spoken to my heart this week. As I said, these Fridays I'll be just discussing the devotions I get to go through within the week and we get to talk about it here and we get to share our views and our opinions based on the devotions that I went through throughout the week. Last week we were able to talk about just being able to persist in prayer. I hope that it ministered to your heart and I hope that you are able to apply that. You know, as I say, it's one thing to hear. It's another one to apply and just do what you hear from the word of God. And so this week, I want to talk about trusting in God's timing. But before we go any further, how about you go before God in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you for yet another morning, evening, afternoon to just share your word. Thank you, O God, for the privilege to delve deeper into trusting in your timing. I pray, O God, that you may speak to our hearts, that you may minister to our souls, that at the end of this, my Father, my God, we shall have courage and confidence to trust in your timing, no matter what. Receive all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 6, 25-34 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in bands, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. My goodness, as I read this scripture, whenever I read it, I'm like, God, are you even realistic? Are you even practical? I am a human being and you're comparing me to flowers and birds. Really? God? And then he goes on and on and paints this picture of this flower looking beautiful that looks even more beautiful than Solomon, King Solomon himself. He paints a picture of this flower that is here today and gone tomorrow. He paints a picture of these birds that are not even worried about where they'll stay. They fly freely and live a free life. Then he goes on to say, how much more I, how much more we human beings. He says, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. It's often said that whenever we worry about the moment, we bring about anxiety. Whenever we worry about what our future holds, it brings about stress. Whenever we worry about tomorrow, stress is produced. So Christ is calling us to a point where we live a lifestyle of no stress, no anxiety. Because why? Because he has our lives all figured out. Every aspect of our lives is figured out by God himself. I like how the scripture says in Proverbs 16.3, Commit your ways to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Let's go to verse 4. God made everything with a place and purpose. God made everything with a place and purpose. He made everything with a place and purpose. Those birds you see have a place and purpose. Those plants you see, those trees you see have a place and purpose. The hills and the valleys have a place and a purpose. We human beings have a place and a purpose. And this place and purpose are all tied in timing. And it's God's timing. And God's timing, as it said, is always the best. He has our best interests at heart. Let me give you a, a practical story of what we've been through as a family recently. So my baby just turned 10 months recently. And when she turned 10 months, we felt like the crib she was lying on was too tiny for her. She has become taller and she has become more active. She likes to turn side to side, you know, sometimes just play around in bed. And so we decided, hey, let's open the bigger crib and put her right there. And we did that and we were so excited about the move. Little did we know that God had his own plans for this move. So we put the baby in the bigger crib, trusting and and praying that she'll be able to sleep through the night you know she'll be able now to toss and turn however she wants whenever she wants if she wants to play in that crib she can do that safely stand up jump up sit and we did that we moved the baby so the first night was so smooth she slept the entire night i'm the one who was so worried whether she's okay because she was in another room and we were in our room so i kept asking my husband is, is she okay she's so quiet she there's no sound she's making is she even okay so i kept worried the first day went by so smoothly she slept through the night the second day was hectic the third day was hectic. The entire week was so hectic. Two to three hours we were always up with a guarantee of her waking up every 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. That means we get to sleep maybe 3 a.m. or 3.30 and even 5 a.m. on the extreme end. 
that week we were deprived of sleep, my friends. It was so hard. The blessing of this bed became detrimental to our rest. It became detrimental to our rest. And so we figured, hey, why not just bring her back to this tiny crib? In any case, she hasn't complained. She's okay with it. She sleeps. And we did just that. I tell you, she has been sleeping so well. We were like, you know what? It's not a God's time and we are, not, we are not going to force issues anymore. Ikifika time yake yaku move, she'll move. Ikifika your time, we'll move her. But it is not yet time. God had a better time for us to move her. And she has not complained. She is sleeping so well. So there's no need to be in a rush. So that occasion really helped me to just reflect on Matthew 6, 25 to 34 even more. Because I was able to think, you know what, I should not worry about tomorrow. I should not worry about the fact that my baby is not fitting this crib anymore. I should take her to a bigger one. Using our own strength to achieve something else. We used our strength. And at the end of the day, we suffered for it. Christ is telling us not to worry about our lives about our clothes, about our shelter, about whatever we eat, whatever we drink, because even pagans do that. So what will differentiate us from the pagans is the fact that we submit and subscribe to God's timing, you know, to God's processes. That is what differentiates us. And he says this, seek first his kingdom, do his thing, do his job, go about his business. And at the end of the day, he will sort these other things out. And I like that. We worry too much about our baby not fitting this cozy tiny crib, which maybe she likes because it's cozy and it's warm and it's well, it's tiny, so it, it's like it wraps her up at night. We moved her to a bigger crib, which means it's colder, it's more spacious. Maybe she felt a bit lonely in that crib and a bit more, you know, colder than this tiny cozy crib. We moved her back and said, you know what, God, if your timing comes, we'll move her to the next bed. And when God's timing matches our move, I promise you it's something that we won't ever regret. It is something that we'll enjoy. It is something that, you know, at the end of the day, we'll be able to rest. And rest is what God is calling us to. He's calling us to a life stress-free. So we don't worry about tomorrow. When we worry about tomorrow, it brings forth stress. When we worry about our, the moment, it brings forth anxiety. And that is what God is trying to shield us from. Proverbs 16.3, commit your ways to the Lord and your plans will succeed. We made a mistake. We didn't commit this move to the Lord. At the end of the day, we suffered for it. It's important to commit your ways to the Lord. What do you plan to do next week? Commit it to God. You know, put God in charge of your work. Then what you've planned will take place. You know, sometimes you are tempted to take the will. You know, we take the will until we get to a point where we say, you know what, God, I'm done. Jesus take the will and I don't want to get to that point where we put Christ as a second thought you know Christ is a by the way I've hit the wall so Christ come in God take charge God take the will I want us to get to a point where he has said we should not worry about our lives he has dead rubber stamped it by saying you know we should not worry about tomorrow that therefore means we should put him in charge of our tomorrow of our moments of our times together as family as friends 
know, of our day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute, second to second, we should put him in charge. That is what God is saying. The message version has put it so and put God in charge of your work. Then what you've planned will take place. What you've planned will take It's a guarantee. As long as God is in charge, it's a guarantee that whatever is planned out with him at the center will come to pass. Proverbs 16:9 says, We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. Only God makes us able to live it. We can't do it on our own. We can't. At the end of the day, when we use our own strength, we'll get tired. That is one that is obvious. We'll get so tired. We'll get discouraged. We'll get frustrated. But when we put our plans and our desires and our hopes before Him, having it at the back of our minds that whenever we don't worry about tomorrow, He takes charge of what we eat, what we drink, how we live, where we go, every aspect, every detail of our life. He said He even knows the number of hair on our head. That it means that He has every detail of our lives planned out so the best thing to do is commit it to God commit it to him our master planner our master designer whenever you buy an electronic before you even begin to use it if you want to know how to use it you go to the manual the Word of God is the manual of life whatever answer we need is in the Word of God and God is calling us to that kind of lifestyle subscribing to him subscribing to his timing no matter how impractical it seems, at the end of the day you use less strength, at the end of the day you accomplish more because you've subscribed to his timing. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8-9. to But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is not confined by time. A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. If, for instance, in five years you'd like to be a consultant somewhere or you'd like to be a lecturer somewhere, maybe God ha doesn't have that in, in his mind, in his plan for your life. You remember what scripture said in the message version of Proverbs 16:4. God made everything with a place and purpose. So if you decide to invent your own place and your own purpose, then you miss the point and you miss what life has to offer you. God has made everything in his place and in its purpose. If in five years time you want to be a consultant or you want to be that budding artist, if you want to be famous in the next five years, is it in the place and the purpose of God for your life? Take it to him. We plan how we want to live, but God makes it happen. God makes it happen. He fulfills the desires of our hearts. And he's not confined by time. He's not, as I said, as we reflected on the first half of the year, God doesn't panic because now it is the first half of the year gone. Now he's panicking because of time. No, he does not panic because of what we've seen in, again in Proverbs 16:4. God made everything with his place and its purpose. Are you walking in the place and the purpose of God? Are you subscribing to his timing, his timing that is always the best? He, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. If he wants to fulfill the desires of our hearts tomorrow, he'll do that without flinching, without flickering. He'll do that 
if he wants to fulfill the desires of our hearts in 10 years, he'll do that. All we have to do is subscribe to him. And you know the beauty of subscribing to him is we become patient. We become patient and we enjoy a lot of peace. A lot of peace. Peace that surpasses human understanding. That is the beauty of subscribing to this God, of subscribing to his place and his purpose for our lives. That is the beauty of it. He knows us so well. He knows every detail. He knows what the next second holds. He knows what the next hour, the next day holds. That is why he says, you know what, my dear friends, don't worry about your life. And he goes on to emphasize, by the way, it's not just your life. Don't even worry about tomorrow. I got it all covered. I got you all covered. That is our God. That is our creator. That is our manual. That is our manual. Go to him, you know. His timing might seem delayed. His timing might seem off, but it's the best. You remember Lazarus? He was raised from the dead after wait, so much waiting from Martha and Mary, after so much mourning and crying and worry. At the end of the day, he just arrived on time because at the end of the day, Lazarus got his life back. You remember Abraham, my goodness, a hundred years old. Menopause has already set in. You're already, you've already retired a long time ago. He got a son, the promised son Isaac, at the end of the day. Remember Hannah, after so much waiting, at the end of the day, she was blessed, a prophet Samuel. These examples just show how beautiful God's timing is. And I think I look for someone who has experienced such, such a testimony where he or she has waited and waited and eventually God's timing just was perfect and everything began to shine and everything began to work out so well. The desire of my heart for us is to subscribe to his timing. As foolish as it may seem in human understanding or in the human eyes, at the end of the day, you gain more, you get more, you enjoy peace, you enjoy rest. And my goodness, the ears that were lost are recovered miraculously because his timing is always the best. How about we subscribe to that, you know? How about we look to him, the author and the finisher of our faith and say, you know what, God, I believe that you have a place and purpose for my life, as you've said in your word, that everything you created has a place and a purpose. And this place and purpose are tied in time and his timing is the best. So subscribe to him because his timing is the best. His timing is the best. And don't be like us who are able to use our strength and then at the end of the day, we suffered for it. Don't allow yourself to go through pain before you experience God's power. Experience his power, subscribe to his timing and walk in it. Walk in it. I promise you, you will not regret. He made everything with a place and a purpose. And whatever plan we have to live for, he's the one who makes us live for that plan. So don't use your strength because if you use your strength, you might be walking out of line of his place and his purpose for your life. And you might not be living the life that he desires for you. Trust him. Trust him. Trust in this God. Trust in him alone. Trust in God and God alone. Amen. You call me out upon the waters, the great
Heavenly Father, our King and our God, we choose to trust in your timing. We choose to trust in you, the author and the finisher of our faith. As impractical as it might seem, we choose to look at those birds and those flowers in the field and say, you know what, God, you have our lives figured out. And so our plans we place before you and we ask, O oh God, that you may help us accomplish them as tried at a time. That because of this, my Father, we shall not walk away from your place and your purpose for our lives. So we subscribe to you, God, and we look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you because you are God. You alone are God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I'm ending with a scripture that is in Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 5 to 6. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Thank you for tuning in today. God bless you. I'll see you again next week. Coming soon, we'll be having a new segment. So that means we'll not just be meeting on Fridays. We'll be meeting another extra day of the week. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be different. It's going to be interesting. Stick around. You'll get the details soon. See you next week, Friday, 9 a.m. East African time on the Musings Diary podcast. Baraka. Call upon your name.
loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.